Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week four of college football was a lot of fun. Even though Oregon blowing a game they had 99% chance to win ruined my Saturday. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the guy who told you all Justin Herbert is QB1 nine months ago. And with me, as always, is AJ Old D. Marchese. <laughs> Accurate. You grew up a Monarchs guy, didn't you? Big Monarch boy. In rural Virginia? Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Uh, today, we'll do some week four superlatives. You guys know how it goes. Break down what we saw in all the best games, the best prospects, and we'll preview who to watch in week five. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. You know, ever since I started this podcast... People have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, and they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, They'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN, H-E-A-V-E-N, when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra five, extra twenty-five dollars for free play by using promo code Heaven twenty-five. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take the extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. Seems like a steal for Pac-12 after dark betters. That's accurate. Like you're not even like because I get maybe after after seven p.m. you're slightly rushing to get those bets in to get that extra twenty-five. But if you're betting on a ten thirty game, you get hours after seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, good business. My bookie's <laughs> clearly targeting uh, Pac-12 After Dark viewers like us. And nothing better to bet on than Pac-12 After Dark. East Coast bias, though, so... Nah, we need a little... A little of that. Oh, I don't disagree. <laughs> okay. Week 4 superlatives. You know the drill, AJ. You probably don't. You're bad with things. <laughs> All right, asshole. <laughs> so, uh, best kicker, right? First, as always, best specialist in each each conference. Yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship missed one or two. The, I think he missed two. Yeah, I wasn't proud of that. No, that hurt you. 
That hurt the brand a bit. I'm not a big blanket ship guy. Anyways, let's not. That's good. He just gets the hype because the goggles. Because the goggles, yeah. Uh, I know. He doesn't respect the game. You became a media darling. It's a joke, honestly. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's <laughs> not Australian. No, no, Australian would be a big plus for me. Oh, okay. Best freshman. <laughs> Stop. Best freshman you saw this week. Uh, <laughs> can I just give a couple names that like I'm going to give some love to? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, Trevor Lawrence, because he finally won that starting job. Yes. I think we have to mention that, right? Yes. Um, he looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. He is so talented. He's a... Um, it sucks, though, because Kelly Bryant's good enough to start at, like, most programs in the country. Start the, uh, the transfer watch. Yeah, but he wouldn't be able to play again this year to get that red shirt to transfer. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that... I don't really see that happening. All right, keep going. You got more guys to name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same guy I did last week, baby, but this time a big upset went against Oklahoma State. Alan Bowman, Texas Tech. Yo, they're ranked now. They're ranked. He threw for, like, almost 400 yards. I also read ESPN projects him to go 11-1. and one. <laughs> Where the word? Texas came, they came out of nowhere, eh? Yeah, like, all the, there's a bit of hype about, like, three prospects entering the year. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Vasher and... Allen and Jawan uh, Johnson. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, Bowman thirty five forty six three ninety seven two touchdowns two picks. But hey, pretty damn on good. The road in Stillwater this is a big win. Cliff Kingsbury knows how to make quarterbacks good. Cliff Kingsbury knows how to save his ass a little bit. Yeah, never fire that man. That's how I feel. Uh, any other freshmen? Those are my two. Okay, mine. Caden Stearns of Texas safety. Yeah. Two picks against TCU. AJ and I were lucky enough to spend Saturday together watching games. The mm-hmm. range he was showing was awesome. For sure. And, yeah, two beautiful picks. Yeah, the um, one on the sideline. Mm-hmm. From center field. And I think he was, like, he, d- he didn't line up that deep either, too, if no. I remember that correctly. Texas just producing DBs lately. That, I guess they always the have a little bit. but Yeah, Earl Thomas. Yeah, I mean, Earl Thomas, Cedric Griffin. <laughs> Not wrong, uh, but yeah. But no, that 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 defensive backfield's pretty loaded. The last, yeah, this year, last year. Boyd, Brandon Jones, Caden Stearns. This year, it's impressive. Last year with Holton Hill, my boy Deshaun Elliott. Yeah, good group. Um, best sophomore you saw. I mean, we don't want to tread over old waters, but it, I mean, it has to be two. I just purposely right? don't pick two anymore because it's going to be two every week. Okay, last time for two because this is just, he was just so damn good though. Mm-hmm. 22 of 30, 387, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, probably took the lead in the Heisman race this week. Um, he was just spectacular, man. He is so much fun to watch. Uh, best sophomore for me, Jake Fromm, of quarterback for Georgia. He outplayed Drew Locke in yep. Missouri. I mean, yeah, but like, keep him. I know we're not Drew Locke guys, but there are people who think Drew Locke's the best quarterback in the draft. Probably not anymore, but... Um, and Fromm was much better than him overall. He goes through mm-hmm. his progressions really quickly. Um, his accuracy is impressive. He throws a perfect back shoulder pass. The interception wasn't his fault. He looked – I'm not like Missouri is a great defense, but Fromm and Tua are going to headline the 2020 NFL draft. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to see Fromm, like, giving the keys to the car for that Fromm offense. Fromm strikes me as a guy who's not going to come out as a junior, though. I agree. Um, but also, I don't think he'll ever just, you know, be that guy. Like, you know, like, sling the ball around 40 times a game. Because no. their offense is just so good. Talented. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't see him coming out. Me either. Uh, okay. Who's the best prospect you saw overall? All right, Rob. We have to do it since he's been quiet and he's been our boy for so long time. For so long time. For a long time. Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's who I've got as well. Uh, they lost in heartbreaking fashion. It sucked. It wasn't his fault because that it wasn't his running fault. back fumbled. Yeah. Herbert's driving them down the field up thirty, or was it twenty eight twenty eight? No, thirty. So. Sorry, thirty one twenty eight. Driving them down the field to lock up the win. Yeah, yep. he made a great deep throw on that final uh, drive in regulation. And then running back fumbles late. Stanford drives, kicks the field goal, sends it to overtime. In overtime, 
throws a pick on fourth and goal. Yeah. Bad throw, but I mean... That was... 26... Sorry, you, you go, you go. No, no, go ahead. He That was like the one bad throw he made, too. Pretty much. He was 26-33, to 33, 346, a touchdown, and that aforementioned interception. And entering overtime, I think he was 22 of 25? Or something, something like insane? He, he was very, very good. Yeah, he, like, I mean, he completed almost 79% of his throws in this game against Stanford's defense, which is not a such of a defense. They got two NFL corners, an NFL linebacker. Um, this is pretty much exactly what I wanted to see from him. Me too. Um, like, his ball placement and accuracy throughout the game was, in, like, crazy impressive. And it's not to say I didn't think he was... And I, like I, I, I found him to be accurate on all levels, but his accuracy's improved this year. It has, yeah. In the velocity, he can really rip it. Mm-hmm. He's a big, athletic guy. He moves really well. A few times, he had nice runs. He, th- I honestly, I don't know why it's taken so many people to, yeah, to catch on with Justin Herbert. He, he's got all the tools. We've both been on the Herbert bandwagon for months. Yeah, like since last year, pretty much. Since and then, last you know, December. He had a terrible. Yeah, he had the bad bowl game, but it was a tough spot for him and the team without a... Willie Tiger. Well, and and the the offense this year is more, um, like, because a lot of Tiger's offense was throwing bubble screens. Yeah. He's throwing a lot more, making a lot more NFL passes in this offense. Mm -hmm. Um, He was mind-bogglingly good. I, I I did the Stanford tape already, and he currently sits fourth on my big board i believe i'm all in on justin herbert respect uh okay who's shooting up your board this week uh i mean i i couldn't find anyone particular uh i guess herbert not my board because i was always high but herbert could be up there for this he better be shooting up people's boards who weren't high on him exactly that's what i'm saying uh i'll throw another name out he had a really nice game uh in the upset win uh over tcu uh colin johnson because he hasn't had that big emergence game, and you know people have been kind of waiting yeah, for it. Yeah, because he's got all the physical tools. You're just kind of waiting mm-hmm. for him to go off. He had a hell of a game. Uh, seven catches, buff twenty four. Uh, beautiful diving touchdown catch. Very much something you see him do a lot. More important question: Texas back? Uh, no. Texas front. But they look like a. A back and top twenty-five team. So I don't know if and that means Texas. That's pretty good. But does that mean Texas, Texas back means like your top ten? I think. No, yeah, it's, it's not back. But they're good defense and good receivers. So, uh, who do you got? Isaiah Bugs on the Alabama D line, who I've loved through the process because I kind of had a feeling you were going to choose. Yeah. Him well, Deron Payne and Raquan Davis got all the hype last year, and I mean, rightfully so with Raquan Davis. But uh, Bugs is was awesome against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. He's not the the same athlete or the same like length of Raquan Davis, but he is still, I think he could be a back-end first-round pick. And that's kind of where I have him. He, he had three sacks and two hurries against Tamu. He's, he's got physical hands. He's got a ton of power. He's got some quicks. Yep. I'm a big fan of Isaiah Bugs. I like him as well, like, I just think he's going to be a good pro. Like, not the flashiest player. And this was a bit of a flashy game for yeah. him. That's, so that's he's cool. He's going to be a long-time NFL starter. I think so, too. Uh, who's sliding down your board? Drew Locke. Yeah. Not my board, but should be sliding down everybody's board. He started the game looking pretty decent. It's just, I don't and get he, it, man. He, but, like, people around him were making mistakes. and But he, he was looking pretty decent still. Like, if you're watching the game, not looking at the box score, you're thinking that... But then even at the end of the game, people were still defending him, saying, like, it's the people around him. But if you watch, he I, stares his receivers down and just... Yeah. I don't I don't think he's good enough fundamentally and with, with execution to be defended that much. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not that type of guy where, like, like, I'll pound the table for because he did everything right, but then the end of the play wasn't right. The execution wasn't perfect. You know what I mean? And it's weird because... he's not that guy. And he's not the same physical talent that Josh Allen even was, right? And we've talked about that before. No, not at all. So, I I just... I really do not see it with Drew Locke. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, I got Trevon Hill of Vatek. Um, the edge who has had a pretty impressive season. Obviously, Vatek lost to Old D. He was kicked off the team the next day. 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, that's going to hurt that. And he he's a, he's a guy who's probably going to be drafted if he came out. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do now, but also worth mentioning, Jalen McCleskey, the best or the yeah, I guess the best returning Oklahoma State receiver this season after four games. Most anticipated. Yeah, yeah. exercise the redshirt rule and sitting out the rest of the year and transferring. It's interesting. So, I mean, I'm, if it's not going right for you, it's a pretty smart way to attack it. <laughs> I can't. I mean, it's not not a great look, but no, smart. Uh, any out of nowhere prospects? I, I threw Dylan Mitchell's name here. He clearly Herbert. Trusts him the most. Uh, I think he had the biggest receiving game in the country this week. 14 catches, 239 yards. No touchdowns, oddly. But he is pretty damn good, and no one else seemed really great. Johnny Johnson kind of impressed me in the past, but he hasn't been too sharp, I don't think. And a few drop passes from the group, too. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that, that's played them early in the season. I've watched a little bit of Ducks football. Me, I too. Lots of competition. I was checking the just some – like, I wasn't scouting um, – Yep. Herbert games, but I was like checking his highlights from games mm. earlier in the Lots year. Like, I think it was the Portland State game. He had like a bunch of drops. San Jose State uh, early, like there was like he's just throwing dimes and drops, drops, drops. Yeah, it's I, it's weird. Uh, I got Miles Sanders, the Penn State running back, who I guess not totally out of nowhere, just like a high recruit and Penn, yeah. <laughs> Penn State people have been on him. But it's that hell of a game though. I, yeah, as a prospect, he's kind of jumping out. Um, he carried them against Illinois, ran for 203 TDs. He looks like the best Big Ten running back. That prospect. game was tight, too. And then, what was it, 35 unanswered yeah. at the end of the game? Yeah. It was brutal for Illinois. I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love Lovey Smith's beard, though. Um, any prospects make you look stupid? Uh, Rob, no prospect can make me look stupid. Only I can make me look stupid. That's true. I feel like you never have a prospect who makes you look stupid, and I always do, so that seems not fair. It's, it's almost like it's a recurring bit or something. Um, who's your guy? Uh, well, it's not like I'm low on this guy. It's just you're very high on this guy. Oh, this sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, why is it always... God damn it. Uh, you're very high on this guy, and I, I have him as a top 10 running back for sure. I just... Yeah, Devin Singletary. Yeah. Yep, you're right, Rob. You look stupid. But I did, didn't have him as high as you, and against Central Florida... He's like the only thing Florida Atlantic's offense had going for them. And he doesn't get the ball enough. No. and Not usually. And, this week. Yeah, well, I think they kind of figured that out. They were saying um, Lane Kiffin, because the OC is uh, Charlie Weiss's 25-year-old son. And Lane, yeah, that makes us feel like shit. But Lane okay. Kiffin, hey, we're younger than him still, don't worry. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I think, said they need to get Singletary the ball more, and so they did. Yeah, we're younger and smarter because we know to get the ball. <laughs> and, yeah, Singletary's contact balance was really impressive in this game. I've always thought yep. he has some of the best footwork at running back in the country, and he showed that in this game. He's got some juice, too. Um, he, he I, I think I thought of him more as, like, what Miles Gaskin type of running back. Mm. Not necessarily in that mold, but in the way he'll be more of a helpful contributor rather than a starting running back and I, I think he's the third starting back in this class with Rodney Anderson mm-hmm. done yeah that that may but also be again you, you know you know my concerns with Rodney Anderson but and we didn't get to he was awesome but we didn't get it I don't know if it, I feel like he's not gonna come out he shouldn't but he kind of should like if he doesn't I mean for draft stock he shouldn't but why go back like if he if he comes out, he's going on day two still. Yeah, probably. So I mean, if he goes back, it'd be a first round pick. But um, no, single Singletary definitely because if if you exclude Rodney Anderson from the group after Harrison Montgomery is kind of just mm-hmm. like I like Miles Gaskin a lot, and that's who I'd have there. But like that's on a starting running back. So for, yeah, if you're looking I, I've at, Singletary. I've Singletary just above Miles Gaskin, but. Uh, but for like my yeah, he's not a starting like back. the for true starting back. It is slim, and it it's like Benny Snell, Devin Singletary, and then it depends if you like other people. But Sing, I think Singletary really because before I thought it might just be Snell. Now I, I got Singletary thinking he's in that area. He's he's been the, a day two guy from the start for me, and I still think he's there. Uh speaking of Benny Snell, who's your best prospect versus prospect matchup? Well, it's not Benny Snell. I don't know why you said <laughs> well, that. But. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, the Washington DBs kind of shutting down Nikhil Harry? Oh, uh, more on that later, but yes. 
That's a good one. Uh, only five catches for 20 yards. And uh, they needed him, and they kind of didn't get the passing game going. And even though it was what? They won by three? Was it a three-point game? Seven. Seven, sorry, yeah. But, yeah, they totally shut down the pass. I think Manny Wilkins only threw for, like, 104 or something. Yeah, something something really crappy like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a, that was an anticipated matchup, too, because Washington's got, like, three or four NFL DBs, and Arizona State's mm-hmm. got at least two NFL receivers. It's kind of surprising that they only lost by seven, and, you know, Harry and uh, Manny didn't have a big game or anything. Jake Browning effect. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got Benny Snell versus the Mississippi State defensive line, main, mainly Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat. Because uh, was was he blocking them? No, but Snell, Snell <laughs> said he's gonna run on them, and he did. He did. Yeah, he did. 165 rushing, four TDs, 6.6 per carry, and it's not even like Simmons and Sweat played poorly. Sweat had a uh, one and a half sacks, and Simmons had two TFLs. Um, Snell's really putting himself into the top five running back conversation. I think. And it's weird because he's not like a... I don't find him to be like a dynamic dude. Yeah, he's not a sexy guy. And and, and he's not not even player. like an, necessarily an angry runner. Not th- Like he, he is fairly aggressive, but he's not like a Marshawn What's Lynch your, style or Darius Geist no. style of angry runner. Who's your pro count? I want to hear it. I don't know if I have one down for him. Let me check. Really? I'm surprised because he... Oh, I, did, I, did, I forgot. It's Cadillac Williams. Oh... <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Is that good? Is it bad? No one's really sure. <laughs> but it's weird. Oh? Like Snell, Snell is very much. Uh, like he, I don't think he's going to test necessarily well. Like yeah. it's not. He gets the job done though, and he's really played himself into maybe being the third true starting running back in this class if Rodney Anderson's not coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Simmons and Sweat are both first. Simmons a first round guy for sure, and Sweat's played himself in there. I think. Uh Fun battle, though. I'm really into the Kentucky football being good. It's weirding me out. It's weird because I don't like Kentucky basketball at all, but I really enjoy their football. Well, of course. They're underdogs. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Uh, okay, Prospect, do I played the box score? You got anyone? I couldn't find anyone this week, no. Um, I, I went with not like, not like he had a bad box score or anything, but Byron Murphy, the Washington corner, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Two tackles mm-hmm. and a, a pass breakup, but he really did a great job on Nikhil Harry. That's always a good position to pick because, you know, there's no dynamic stats other than the picks. For yeah, DBs no, for sure. unless you get, like, a ton of PBUs. But, yeah. no, I think I think that was, like, also worth mentioning. The way Nikhil Harry looked against this group of NF, future NFL DBs. Um, All the breaks. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe DK Metcalf's overtaking him because of how – Just because DK Metcalf's a better athlete. That's – the upside is higher with him. I'll say that. Had a hell of a touchdown catch. Yeah, but they, those to me are, that's one and two at receiver. So, uh, Prospect who's being overhyped, you got anyone? I think this is, I think it's dying, but this should have been said earlier. How uh, about Bryce Love? And we're kind of yeah. playing but, into our running back conversation. Yeah. No, 100%, 100%. He doesn't even look like the same guy he was last year. No. Like he doesn't look like he's got I mean, the same juice. I've never liked him much as a prospect. I like him as a player a lot because well, I just respect him a lot. Anyone but. who ever talked about Bryce Love as a first-round prospect was was lying yeah. and didn't watch the tape. Yeah. Bryce Love's never looked like a first-round prospect. He looked like a potential day-two contributing running back, like in maybe yeah. the satellite-back role. But he is not – like I've seen him listed as top-ten players. And that's just insane. And he doesn't even look like that this year. He looks like a day-three no. pick. Yep, very much and so. And Stanford's be playing really well, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's been by far their best offensive player. I Preach. Yeah. Uh, my, my guy being overhyped is, if you're still on the Drew Locke bandwagon, <laughs> 221 passing yards, completed under 50% of his throws, threw a pick. Uh, the pick wasn't awful. It wasn't really his fault. But he's still 4.6 per attempt. Um Staring, he locks on receivers and throws. He doesn't really ever go through progressions, and when he his offensive line will buy him a ton of time sometimes because they do have a good offensive line, and he'll spend forever looking through his progressions. I see what you did there with the, he locks on receivers. Yeah, I tweeted that out. Oh yeah, I don't follow you. I I don't know how many times I keep telling you this. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> Any small school guys catch your eye? Rob, you know I gotta do it. You touched on it on the, off the top. But how about Blake LaRussa, quarterback, Old Dominion, 
He's 5'10", 185. He's a junior. <laughs> Sorry. We... <laughs> It's, it's like, what? when I say small school guy, catch your eye, I mean prospects? 5'10", 185, he's a junior. <laughs> he nearly matches career passing yards and matches career passing touchdowns in one game. Threw for 495, four touchdowns, led the FBS in yards this week. He caught my eye. <laughs> Mackenzie Milton Pro Comp. Oh, this is good. I'm, I'm very happy. Oh, he threw 52 touchdowns as a high school senior. Wake up. He was, Wake up, Rob. He was the Tidewater Conference Player of the Year. Height doesn't measure heart, Rob. Wow. He's a finance major, too, so you know he's smart. Uh, okay, I don't know why you did that. Like, Not to not to say Devin Singletary is necessarily a small school guy, but like that would have been an easy oh one Oh, my God. Or, or Mackenzie Milton, even though he's at the biggest school in America. Um, <laughs> You're right, he is. Should we? No, those are big school guys to me, man. I know. I, 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 I'm an AAC guy. Those are the first names I wrote down. Was one of those two, and then I was like, the AAC almost doesn't count for small school, especially if you're at FAU or UCF or USF. So uh, I went with what does what does Quality Canada do this week? What? What I said. What does Quality Canada do this week? That BYU doesn't count. Debatable. Uh, Tyree Jackson, the Buffalo quarterback. Uh, three TDs, two picks. One wasn't his fault. Um, Rutgers, they beat Rutgers. That's the Buffalo's first Power Five win ever. Really? That's what I, I I heard on the radio. I don't know if it's true. I didn't fact check it, but I the radio. I assume they did. Wait, why? Why are you? Anyways, let's not get into this. I want to hear more what you listen to the radio after the show. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, so that one throw he made, just. It was everything you look yeah. for in Tyree Jackson. His arm talent is so freaky. He, if anyone is in, like Drew Locke's gonna gets the arm talent talk, but Tyree Jackson's got the most arm talent in this draft class. We just talk about pure uh, strength yep. and velocity. He, no, I agree. He's he's the Josh Allen-iest quarterback for sure. Agreed. And the Patrick Mahomes yes, you mean? Yes. Hey, man, both of them lighted it up this week. Lit it up? That's yeah. Lit there you up. go. Lit it up this week. Lighted it up. All right. Enough of that. Hop into some of the big games of week four. Uh, Washington State loses at USC 39-36. Not a lot of NFL prospects catching anyone's eye in this game. Uh, Both were both. Sorry. Lowest ranked quarterback, Gardner Minshew, lighting it up. He's probably going to move up the ranks just because he can do this in this offense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he is my lowest ranked quarterback. Um. Yeah, Minshew is okay. He runs that system well. It's a good system. You're going to produce. Yeah. Uh, best prospect in this game was Amon Marshall for sure. But um, you know who who made some plays? Michael Pittman Jr. And, like, he has – he's been super inconsistent this year, but he's got some freakiness to him at receiver. That one touchdown that- catch was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And I really like the Washington State running back James Williams, but he's just a junior, and I'm sure he'll go back. Uh- yeah, I respect him. I liked his story. It was kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, he, he, he's a very good And he had a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not a Cameron Smith guy or a Porter Gustin guy. No. Nor am I. Anyone catch your eye? Not really. I, I went to bed at halftime. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the wrong move. No offense. Thank you. Uh, okay. Alabama 45, Texas A.M. 23 in Tuscaloosa. No, no surprise here. Trivion Williams keeps plummeting his stock. Yeah, yeah. 37 total yards on nine touches. Like, Kellen Mond carries his offense. Kellen Mond keeps being fine, which is cool. Kellen Mond's good. Yeah. Um, Lot, lots of uh, lesser quarterbacks or better quarterbacks have crumbled in Alabama. Yeah. No, and I was in this game more than the score shows you, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they played better than I thought they would. Um, it was for a bit at the beginning, and then they kind of fell apart. And then back at the end, So bit. many Alabama players caught my eye. Like, Damian Harris does what he does. He gets, like, very few touches, but I puts know. up big yards. He had 100 yards on nine touches. Um, Isaiah Bugs I talked about earlier. Raekwon Davis had a bunch of hurries. Mac Wilson had a sweet INT. His ball skills top. and coverage ability at linebacker is crazy. Um, Anthony Jennings and Christian Miller at linebacker. Or outside linebacker, edge rushers. Um, they both looked really good. Quinn N. Williams, their nose tackles kind of come out of nowhere to be very good. 
obviously Deontay Thompson. Irv Smith looked good, especially down the stretch. Mm-hmm. He did. A guy who you were telling me has some top tight end maybe, talk. Maybe, yeah, I think I saw a bit of this on the old Twitter machine, but uh, he's a couple tweets like, "Don't be surprised when Irv Smith's a first round pick." It's or, not like, first time off the board. It's not a good tight end class. After it's like Noah Fant, Dawson Knox, Caleb Wilson. After those three, it's not like he could do, totally get himself in the f- top five. Alberto in, in our next game had a nice game, but yeah, it's a good transition. Georgia beats Missouri 43-29. Alberto had the early fumble, but after that, kind of put it together. Yep. Um, I I feel like Drew Locke has a lot of guys around him too. Like it's he does. That's like not had, an excuse for him. Either. He had Jamon Moore last year, mm-hmm. who obviously uh, drafted by the Packers. And Emmanuel Hall this year, though in this game Emmanuel Hall, they kept saying he was injured. He caught, he didn't have a single catch. I, pretty sure he only had like one target. De- DeAndre yeah. Baker totally shut him down, but he wasn't himself. I'm also not a big Emmanuel Hall guy. Um, but uh, Crockett was okay. I like Crockett a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's got good, like he's a quick feet contact run, uh, balance. He reminds me a bit of Alex Collins. Uh, that could either be a really high pro pop yeah. or a low one, depending I, on what, I'm not sure. what spectrum, yeah. side of the spectrum you're on. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? Riley Ridley looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. He, so he, he made a, he's been quiet this season too. I, they just don't throw that much. Yeah, I know. And they have a lot of males to feed when they do. Yeah, it, like there's Hardman, Ridley. Hardman uh, looked pretty explosive. Yeah, he's very athletic. Um, Robertson, Godwin, they had another guy's make plays, Anada, and a couple of running backs. But Ridley made some wow catches on the sideline. I still think he's got top 10 receiver ability, even if the numbers aren't necessarily showing it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, George's defense, I, I mentioned DeAndre Walker shut down Emmanuel Hall. Emmanuel Hall's hurt, though, so I don't know. I'm not putting time Baker. in that. Um, DeAndre Baker. What did I say? Walker. Oh, because I was about to move on to DeAndre Walker at a huge game. <laughs> DeAndre Walker looked like looked like a starter off the edge for Georgia. Yeah, they're talking about Leonard Floyd and shit with him too. Right? He's not that type of player. <laughs> no, he, just he, saying. He's like, like okay, Leonard Floyd and Lorenzo Carter have been like the last two guys edge rushing out of yep. Georgia. Mm-hmm. We're both long, freaky athletes. DeAndre Walker to me is not that athlete and he also isn't nearly as long as either of those guys but he's got more um refined yeah like his mm-hmm. his speed to power is pretty nice i don't know he's a guy who i think will probably shoot up boards um yeah oh and terry beckner i think he's Missouri's best prospect he flashed a few times yeah. kind of a guy that it could have fit the uh i'll play the box score yeah for sure he he, he was flashing a lot he's really quick uh okay, next one was kind of just because it's funny. Oklahoma beat Army twenty twenty one in overtime. Uh, yeah. So big ops to Army, baby. Kyler Murray didn't even have a bad game. Four TDs, one pick, seventy three uh, percent completion, eleven yards per attempt, two hundred forty two total yards. Hollywood did nothing. Uh, who who wasn't that we we're making fun of about talking up Army before this game? I don't remember, but I do remember. You remember yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, now we look stupid, yeah. but hey, Oklahoma's still on. But did you see your boy Kenneth Murray had 28 tackles? Yo, Kenneth Murray is interesting. He's going to he's gonna a true junior next year, so we'll be talking about him next year. Trust me. He is a dude, I think. Uh, I don't really have anything to add to that prospect-wise. Okay. Uh, I, I want to see the time of possession. I was looking I, for I, I can't I'm find pretty it. sure I heard on the radio it was... Listen to the radio again. Four, oh, wow. Forty-four minutes for army or something. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, Kyler didn't do too much, but he didn't have the ball much. Yeah. Uh, okay. The biggest game. Sta- Wait, hold on. Qu- so one last thing on this game because it's so fun. Have you looked at the box score yet? Uh, why? How many guys do you think carry the ball for army? Oh, I have no idea. How many? Take a guess, take a guess. I mean, you got your A back, your B back, your C back, quarterback. D back. <laughs> you're probably going to mix like three guys in. Seven. Nine. 
And two of them had over 20 carries. That's ridiculous. One was a quarterback, but... That's ridiculous. That's fine. That's Army yeah. football, baby. The best prospect game. Stanford 38 goes into Oregon, wins 38-31. Uh, an OT. We're still salty. I'm, I was visibly upset after this game. You were. Um, okay, we, talk, we talked about Herbert already. You talked to Dylan Mitchell a little bit. Uh, Troy Dye looked good at linebacker for Oregon. He, he's mm-hmm. very athletic. Justin Hollins had a nice game, I thought. It's okay. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm still not on. No. 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 But he. I. I see a way where he's going to test well enough because he is a pretty damn athletic dude. Well, yeah. he'll be a. He could potentially be a late round pick. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Jelks. He outplayed the box score. Um, ooh, Jacob Breland looked decent. Not a lot. Of sp- yeah. Watch out for Breland. I like him still. Uh, but okay. The story. Uh, Brace Love. Meh. But. KJ Costello to both Caden Smith and JJ Arcega Whiteside kind of carried Stanford. Um, Caden Smith's a big, nice moving tight end. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. next dude I think coming out of Stanford that's going to be drafted a tight end. Tight end you. And JJ Arcega Whiteside's just an absolute power forward at receiver. He's a day two pick, if not. High. Yeah, like there is a scenario where he could be a late first round pick. I think. I totally agree. He is so um, talented. I feel like we're not giving enough love to the receiver class yet. No, and it's a know. good class, though. I don't mean us. I mean... The world. Media as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and C- Costello's played quite well this year. He made a few yeah, yeah. damn nice throws. Sometimes both Whiteside and Smith kind of bail him out because they're so big. But Costello, Costello, I think, like, he's got another year after this. He probably gets drafted. Right? Yeah, I think so. He's in my top ten quarterbacks right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Bobby Okariki, who I don't know why no one ever talks about him other than you're the only person ever here talking to him. <laughs> he was really good. He was like that. Fla- I, I, he's kind of like yeah. Troy Dye is a super athletic linebacker who's a day two pick. Bobby Okariki's not there, but athletically, he's there. He mm-hmm. flies. Um, yeah, he's fine. But yeah, he's old, he's raw, but he's fine. Oregon looks like they're on like. They're headed in the right direction under Chris Ball just because they're in this game. Yeah, I agree. Like, this... But, you know, like, I feel like the home field advantage was big and they got up to the big lead and it all fell apart. Yeah. But, hey, Herbert apparently not, might not declare, so... It's always next year. I don't... Yeah. I think he should, but... It's just that this class is so mad. Like he's, Yo, he's, he's a definite top quarterback in this class without question. Ima- imagine no, no. he doesn't, though, and you get Tua and him in the same class. Oof. That'd be fun. Uh, Arizona State loses in Washington 27-20. Manny Wilkins had a tough game. Nikhil Harry didn't do much. Yeah. Uh, Ronell Wren didn't dominate. Uh, Washington was Jake Browning, meh. But their DBs played really well. Rat, Bryant, Murphy. Um, ben Burkirvin, I'm in on this dude. He had like what twenty tackles? Or twenty something? tackles, a half TFL, and fumble recovery. He's just he's small because he he literally looks like a safety, but he flies, man. All these Pac twelve linebackers are so athletic. We yeah, it's Jai Okariki, him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Um, Miles Gaskin had a very nice game. I like Miles Gaskin a lot. Gaskin just so damn consistent. He's gonna be a very good satellite back in the NFL. Yeah, I think he'll be in the league for a long time. Yeah, like. Up James White, but better on the ground. Darren Sproles, you mean, yeah. Darren Sproles, sure. I don't even... I'm pretty sure I have a better pro comp than James White. Like, I don't know why I said James White. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't... I don't. Uh, are, you, are you looking for it? Oh, I have Javid Best. Forgot about Ooh. that. He, he was very... Like, until he got hurt. Satellite back. I, yeah, that sucked, but yeah. Okay, this is another just for fun game. Vatek loses to Old Dominion. <laughs> 49-35. Imagine... Telling after that Florida State game, being told Vodtech in this defense, Bub Foster's defense would give up forty nine to zero and three well, old D. It's future first round pick Blake Larusa. Yeah, okay. This is Old Dominion's first win of the year. Yeah, this is fucked. I mean, this might be the, be like the worst FBS loss I've ever seen. Please give give Old D some credit. No, they're own three in state rivals. Uh, Trevon Hill played well, like, it, <laughs> and he got kicked off the team. This is a, Josh this is Jackson like, broke his leg. 
this is such a like a obviously the result for Votek and then Hill getting kicked out and Josh Jackson bringing his leg like that's just uh, on the bright side old dude's got a guy on the uh, Joe Shane Ziminis is that how you say it? yeah we, yeah I have no idea how to say it but it's sort of the next yeah, so I like it our uh, fr- friend of the show Mark Jarvis had actually been talking about for I swear weeks before this game and Ziminis went off so show it to Mark Jarvis um, poor Votek but yeah so bad yeah. Um, okay, I don't really want to talk about the game. Uh, Kentucky 28, Mississippi State 7. I took Kentucky to cover and Look at that, boy. Yeah, Big whatever, time. bro. You're Nick all, Fitzgerald you're is board. so bad. You're on board with the Kentucky football train. I know, bro. Uh, you're there. Yeah. Even though I also love Sweat and Simmons. but How was Derek Beatty? He, he played well. It's not Mississippi State doesn't have a passing attack, though. No, they don't. So... Josh Allen balled out, though. This might be the best game of his career. Especially because, like, not that Mississippi State has good tackles. They have good interior offensive line. But Allen, like, showed up big time. Like, yeah. Um, he's still such a tweener. I don't know if he's going to be an edge or an off-ball guy. I'm not sure. I, I like him more as an off-ball guy, I think. Because he's just so raw as a pass rusher. But, um... Yeah, Sweat and Simmons both dominated, even though they lost. Fitzgerald's not a draftable quarterback. Maybe it's no. maybe a draftable tight end, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, okay, fullback. It's a big fullback. I like six it. five. I love it. Uh, Texas thirty one, TCU sixteen. TCU like Darius Anderson didn't play well. Yeah. Um, ben Banigou still played well. That's, that's my guy. That's my guy. You talked about Colin Johnson a little bit. Little Jordan Humphreys, kind of interesting. Interesting, yeah, I like him. Uh, I think the best matchup in this game was Chris Boyd versus the TCU sophomore receiver. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he wore number one. That dude's friggin' explosive. Oh, uh, are you talking Ragnar? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Him and Boyd, that was a battle. That mm-hmm. one, one, one time he beat Boyd deep, and Boyd just didn't give up on the play and uh, popped that yep. out. Boyd did three PBUs. I think Chris Boyd's a top five corner, no questions asked. Yeah, he's really. I like Chris. He's, Boyd. he's a scrappy corner. Yeah, that was the yeah. way I was about to. Like, use. He might not test terrifically, but his and his technique's really good, and he does not give up. I love him. Uh, Jalen Rieger. Rieger. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a dude to watch out for next year. He had a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, their safety, Brandon Jones, he, he flies around, he hits well, but he's got a lot of range too. I also like the linebacker, Gary Johnson. Like this Texas defense has dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Always have dudes. Um, all right. Finally, Wisconsin 28 goes in Iowa, wins 28-17. Um, no trap game. Sorry. Iowa, Iowa would have won if BYU didn't beat Wisconsin. I am certain. 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that's not even a hot take because I think everyone thinks that. Kinnick is so tough. Yeah. It, at night, too. Yeah. And this was a big old trap game, but BYU spelled it for them. So. Um, Iowa had, like, they finally got Noah Fant involved. Why do they struggle so much to get Noah Fant involved? I don't know. He's sure. such a freak mismatch monster, and they like, like he had two touchdowns in this game. He still only had twenty nine yards. That's classic. And like he gets three catches, two touchdowns, and it's yards. not him. No, no, no. Like he's tight end one, easy. Uh, who else? Nathan Stanley was okay. I I don't know. I saw Nathan. Like I thought I kind of like Nathan Stanley. Uh, was it either Kuiper? I think it was Kuiper. Had him as a top five quarterback. Yeah, I don't know about that. Honestly, you could we could do a whole podcast about McShay and Kuiper's top five quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Finley in both of them? Ryan Finley was reason? number one. What in the world? Ryan, Ryan Finley, I don't think, is in my top ten. Uh, I can't remember who he's in. Um, yeah. we we got to pay some respect for Alex Hornibrook, right? Because he didn't throw any picks. Yeah. <clears throat> Good work. Um, Anthony Nelson had a nice game on the edge for Iowa. He's a big, powerful dude. Uh, nobody like Wisconsin doesn't even outside of their offensive line have that many prospects. No, just because Jonathan Taylor's a sophomore. But I mean, they have six guys. Oh yeah, 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 I know. Um, <laughs> Dakota Dixon, who's a safety I've talked about a little bit, he got mm-hmm. exposed by fan on one of the touchdowns. 
I don't know. This senior safety class doesn't seem very good. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Um, also, the Wisconsin linebackers aren't very athletic. Conley and Edwards, like they're good Big Ten linebackers, but I don't know. They're not going to be much in coverage yeah. in the NFL. And it's not like they have the instincts where they have like the Josie Jewell instincts, where like they that can make up for some of the athletic deficiencies. I'm still waiting for Josie Jewell to get his first start. Yeah, I love him. I love him so much. Okay. That'll do it for that. Next, we have our Week 5 matchups, picking the spread. And AJ, I don't know how you'll be betting on Week 5 of the college football season. Oh, okay. So how? Oh, I wasn't sure if you were asking. I just... I don't know if you want me to fill in. I'm using my bookie, of course. Me too, because I ain't no fool, and everyone's got to use my bookie. Yeah, a couple of our friends uh, got introduced to my bookie. We saw them using old promo code. Not heaven, but heaven. Heaven. (laughs) H-E-A-V-E-N, or rest. You can do whatever you want, but anyways. uh, Winning some money on Saturday, betting on the college football games. Nothing beats my bookie. They let you bet on pretty much everything. Join now and use the promo code HEAVEN and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for do- for dollar. Dollar for dollar for dollar. 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 Uh, and if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., and I think you should, you can get an extra $25 in free play by using promo code HEAVEN25. What if you just can't hold out until after dinner, man? I mean, that's what the West Coast works well for this. True. That's the yeah. one advantage they yeah. have. Before dinner, you could do it. You could have a late lunch and do it. You could, I guess, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thursday. Hold on, quickly. You want to do this QBR thing? I mentioned oh, yeah, actually, sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, I just, I was interested in looking at college quarterback rating, which I guess is the bigger one now because, the sorry, college QBR because quarterback rating, who knows, it's, so I'm just going for one to 2.3 million or something. Who knows? Um, so I was looking at the top uh, QBR games of all time. There's three perfect 100.0 games all time. I was going to see if you can guess the three players. And I just want to point a huge flaw in QBR here. So uh, one was a first overall pick. One is still playing college football. And uh, the other was from a couple years ago. Sorry, one is still in college. One was a first overall pick. Yeah, go for those two first because the th- the third one's the outlier. It's the flaw in the in the system. But anyways. Baker Mayfield. No. Oh. Andrew Luck had a one hundred oh. against Cal in twenty ten. Uh, the other's still playing college. Tua. Nope. Khalil Tate last oh. year. That's weird. And the other one, uh, he graduated last year. Uh, and this is my big flaw in the QBR system. I just kind of want to bring this up. He's a linebacker, Rob. Joel Lanning. Joel frickin' Lanning had a, only three perfect QBRs all time. He has one of them. Uh, it was two years ago against Texas Tech. Actually, against Patrick Mahomes. Um, okay, this, listen to the stat line. He was three of four passing for 51 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, perfect. But he had, he had 17 carries for 171 yards and five touchdowns. How many tackles he get, too? <laughs> yeah, I love Joel see. Lanning. No, he wouldn't have been playing linebacker then, I don't think. Uh no, I don't think he does. But, uh, come on, like that's that's just an obvious flaw. The, there's a f- the every every way we measure quarterbacks through statistics has a flaw. Like it, NFL pass rating, college football pass rating, and QBR for both had flaws. I know. I don't. I, I'm gonna invent my own. So we should. I just might. It's gonna be fairly simple. Kiki Cutie had a good game though. So yeah. Well, when doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> Alan Zard had a big game. This, this, oh, you want to guess the score in this game? Because it sounds like a fun game, but the it's not. Iowa State Tech Tech? <laughs> yeah. In Ames. And Mahomes was at Tech? Yeah, Mahomes. Uh, 18 for 36, 219, a touchdown, two oh, that's picks. A that's a horrible game for him. Yeah, 34.4 QBR. Uh, I don't know. 3126. 66 to 10, Iowa State. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they blew him out. Anyways, I just want to point that out because that seems like wrong for a QBR. But I thought winning football games mattered 
for being a pro football quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes is really good, and he lost to Iowa State. <laughs> what? To Joel Lanning, who's so I, not even in the NFL. And if he was, he'd be a linebacker. Yes. Actually, I love when you click on Joel Lanning's uh, page on ESPN. For some reason, it's in all caps. It says linebacker. <laughs> Just so you don't get In all caps. Feet. Yes, very much so. Okay. Thursday. Picks. Our Thursday weekday game of the week. North Carolina yes. going into Miami. Miami's 18.5 point favorites. Uh, rumor has it Malik Rozier might not, or Rozier, sorry, might not be the QB1 anymore. Was it Rozier, really? Yeah, they, they corrected it this year. Oh, shit, I didn't yeah. know. Um, probably why he's getting benched for Nikosi Perry. Uh, uh, one thing to look at in this game, North Carolina's pretty bad. Somehow they beat Pitt, so Pat Narduzzi's going to probably get fired, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm taking Miami minus the yeah, UNC's bad. Me too, but the one thing that's going to be fun to watch is North Carolina's receiver Anthony Ratliff-Williams versus Miami's corner Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's a good prospect versus prospect matchup. And my boy Malik Carney, I think, suspension's over, so him versus Terry St. Louis is something to pay attention to. Okay. Go. Surprising top 25 versus top 25 matchup. West Virginia going into Lubbock. Hold on, I gotta pull the to- the total. Yes, please Continue. do. Sorry, West Virginia's three and a half point favorites at Texas Tech. Texas Tech now ranked twenty five. Um, tons of receivers to watch for: Gary Jennings, David Sills, Antoine Wesley, T.J. Vasher. Um, not a lot of defensive guys, but you know who's actually been surprisingly very good on the West Virginia defense. Uh, nose tackle Kenny Bigelow Jr., who is a grad transfer from USC, former five star. Oh, who's always injured, but now he's kind of put it all together at West Virginia, and he's like looking like an NFL dude. That's cool. Uh, guess the total, Rob. Seventy-eight. Seventy-seven. Well done. Thank you. You know why I guess that? So you're taking the over, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, Dwight, did you want a score prediction? No. Why you? Why'd you guess that? Though? There was some ridiculously high one we did last week that was like seventy-two, and I feel like these teams mm-hmm. score more than those. That's fair. Uh, I can't bet against Texas Tech right now, baby. Alan Bowman putting on a show. They're playing good football. This is in Lubbock. This can be a fun. I'm excited. Fun this game. is a great day to start my my day. It's because it's a noon kick. I know. Will Greer is gonna. Towards that tech defense, he did a good week too. We didn't mention his name this week. No, he, yeah, uh, uh, that uh, I'm taking West Virginia minus three and a half. Um, I'm taking tech. Uh, I'm taking tech. But like, I'm not going to bet against Greer in a shootout. Uh, I also think West Virginia ha- has a better defense. Barely, both defenses aren't great. But Kenny Kenny Biglow's interesting. Um, Yadni Kajus, the left tackle from West Virginia, to me is the best prospect mm-hmm. in this game. Um, I think West Virginia, but okay. How many points do you think? Like, what, give me a score prediction. Uh, this game should go over, right? I think so. I think it's going to. Like, I think it's going to hit eighty. Uh, forty-five, forty-four, Texas Tech in a classic. Fifty-six, forty-nine, West Virginia. That would that would make me so happy to watch that game. Whilst watching our next game here, Michigan at Northwestern. Uh, I gotta take Northwestern. Northwestern is fourteen point dogs. Give me the fourteen points on the shorts of uh, Lake Michigan, baby. Um, I almost said Lake Erie. The the best matchup probably to watch in this game would be the Michigan running backs versus Patty Fisher, the Northwestern linebacker. Um, obviously, you've yep. got two potential NFL quarterbacks: Shea Patterson, Clayton Thorson. Um, Not this year. Well, Clayton, Thor- Clayton, Clayton Thorson is a choice, unfortunately. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry, Clayton. Um, next, maybe next year. Please. Also, the Northwestern running back, who we both kind of like what we saw, sophomore had to retire. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting. That's why that I, I don't know. I that's why I'm not sure of taking Northwestern. So I think I'm just gonna take Michigan. It feels just like a letdown game for Michigan. I, I think they still win, but, but close. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I just. Especially losing their running back, and I've like Northwestern looked pretty bad against Duke, and Thorson doesn't Thorson doesn't seem healthy, and there's mm-hmm. they got Overt Hill and David Long at Michigan. There's just too many guys on Michigan's defense, so I'll take Michigan. Should have won the Notre Dame game. It still bugs me, man. 
Notre Dame's a stud, stud school now. Are they, though? Mm. Anyways, let's move on. Fever against Stanford. Uh, Florida. The Dan Mullen revenge yeah, game. Florida at Mississippi State. Mississippi State seven-point favorites. I'm taking Mississippi State. Me too, even though Nick Fitzgerald sucks. Um, they, Felipe Frank's worse? I like, yeah. Uh, Felipe Franks like leads the country in touchdown passes or something. He doesn't, but wait, what? He, he's he's like top five or something. He's as many really? as Tua. Well, Tua's you know, I get that. Um, Tua's not that good. <laughs> Mississippi State's interior offensive line is three potential NFL guys: Daryl Williams, Elgin Jenkins, and Deion Calhoun. They run the ball with Kalen Hill really well. I think ground and pound, Mississippi State can win. They also got the D line is monstrous. I'm ready to watch Montez Sweat eat Martez Ivy's lunch. And Jeffrey Simmons is going to dominate. I'm taking Mississippi State. Uh, number four, Ohio State. At, the night at number nine, Penn State. Oh. This is a trendy uh, home dog pick, yeah. eh? Ohio State, four-point favorite. I don't know, dude. Penn State struggled with Illinois. I know they dominated in the end. But you can't struggle yeah. like that. And they struggle against App State. They're yeah. not a. They're a second half team for sure. I just. Uh, I yeah. Ohio State's gonna pile it on if you're struggling like that. I've not seen enough from Penn State this year to pick them in this no. game. Uh, Ohio State's been pretty dominant, uh, except for just you know a slight hiccup early in the TCU game. But uh, yeah, I got to pick Ohio State minus the points and, on the road and, in Happy like, Valley. Like no, Nick Bosa is gonna hurt Ohio State, but they still have Chase Young, Draymond Jones, and Robert Landers. Um, Ohio State. Has uh, the better quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, is better than Trace McSorley. Um, it's a big. This is a big test for Haskins, though, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see Paris Campbell versus Amani or Ar- Aruari, the Penn State. Who's go- who's gotten some big hype this year? Amani, yeah. he's really yeah. good. And uh, Haskins, this is a big game for Haskins draft stock. Not that Penn State yeah. has like a terrific defense, but this is the first defense with like true NFL dudes he's gonna face. Like Sharif Miller and Amani, that's kind of it. But still, um, and uh, his first real road game. Yeah, it, it, it's a big deal for his draft stock for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I, Rob, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a sad valley, not a happy valley. Nice. Number seven, Stanford, four point dogs. Yeah, you know who I'm Notre taking. Dame. I'm taking Stanford. And never thinking about it again. Me either, dude. Like what? Yeah. It's because they got the storybook. Yeah, how now, good baby. is storybook that? Notre Dame's four-point favorites. I mean, I know home field advantage it's and in stuff, but South Bend. still, Stanford's the better. Okay, what? What does Notre Dame have better than Stanford? I can't think of a thing. Coaching to the bottom. I can't think of a thing. Uh, Jerry Tillery is better than Stanford's best defensive tackle. Okay, there you go. That's it. I'll give you that one. And that is one thousand percent it. Yep, it's also the t- battle of tight end use. That's true. I that's that's the reason I love this matchup because the tight ends usually go off. I'm not even joking about that. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. The best matchup prospect wise, JJ Arcega Whiteside versus Julian Love. Julian Love's had a very yep, good year for Notre Dame. Um, I'm gonna let. Yeah, JJ's gonna eat him, but whatever. yeah, JJ should eat him just because Julian Love's a, more of a um, finesse corner, and Arcega Whiteside's gonna dunk. But also <laughs> Tillery versus like Herbig and Burkett in the interior yep. of Stanford O line. That's fun. Uh, what time is this game? I think it's eight eight. Oh, that sucks. It's the same time as Penn State. Um, yeah, Dooley. Wish this was a three thirty game. Yeah. Uh, okay, number twenty BYU at number eleven Washington. Washington seventeen. And a half now we're there. talking. BYU, baby. Washington, they don't seem good enough to Mag- uh, cover spreads like is this. Is this your your favorite game ever? Magum versus Browning? No. Are they, these might it. be the two worst quarterbacks of top 25 ranked teams in the country. That'd be a fun list Ooh. to make. <laughs> Alex Hornibrook's got something to say, but... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm willing to argue Hornibrook's better than them. We did see the Magnum-Hornibrook matchup two weeks ago, though, so... This is true. That's BYU really picked the schedule smart when they did it eight years ago. Like, okay, Jake Browning will be there. will be overrated. Alex Hornibrook's back. Get a handful of top twenty-five wins <laughs> just against like teams that have awful quarterbacking. BYU is a very uninteresting. I team. hate them. I hate them that I'm picking Washington. I you know how I feel about Jake Browning. I love Squally. You can't not love Squally Canada. I again, he's I getting close to the border. I don't like, he's getting close to I the don't border. like Squally Canada. 
Um, he's only about a hundred miles from. The I border, do like so. BYU's linebacker Siani to Tacky. Yeah, he's Tacky Tacky. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think like Mangum's not good, and Washington's got too many DBs, and Ben Burkirvin's gonna be flying around. I'm taking Washington. I think Washington wins, but uh, I think BYU covers. No, nah, I don't think BYU is actually good. They're fake good. Uh, I don't. I don't know how good Washington is either. They haven't shown the that one much thing I do me. know is their DBs are actually good. Yes, and that's all I know. That's the only thing I entered this game knowing. So I'll take Washington. Okay. South Carolina at number seventeen, Kentucky. Kentucky two point favorites. Um, I know you're taking Kentucky. Uh, I am, thousand percent. No, I'm taking South Carolina. I'm going to keep betting against Kentucky until they lose. Also, I think what if South they Carolina never lose? Little, I'll keep losing. But <laughs> I think South Carolina is a little disrespected right now. Jake Bentley's pretty know. bad. I still believe in Jake Bentley for some reason. Um, but hey, Derek Beatty versus Debo Samuel slash Brian Edwards. Derek Beatty and Lonnie Johnson versus Debo Samuel and Brian Edwards. That's fun. Um, the interior of the South Carolina line is quite good. Stanley Bailey and Hutcherson. Uh, what else is there? Benny Snell's gonna rip some some lives apart. I'm no, I'm happy yeah. taking Kentucky. Plus, Terry Wilson is much more fun to watch than Jake Bentley. Um, Ole Miss at LSU, number five LSU LSU thirteen point favorites. Every time you watch, like Ole Miss is gonna lose a lot of these SEC games, but it's always gonna be fun because they've got the receivers and they're always going against NFL talent on defense. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Just because LSU doesn't score that many points. Exactly, yeah. like, But really, I just need to see the Ole Miss offense against the LSU defense all day. Like, I don't need to see the defense, the Ole Miss defense. Oh, God, it's going to be – the other – watching – yeah, that side of the ball is going to be so much more fun than the other side. I'm going to take Ole Miss plus the points. LSU wins, though, because I just think the defense is going to end up being too much for that Ole Miss offense. But this is a legit test to see how actually good Joe Burrow is. This is the this is the highlight matchup, right? Greedy against the receiver. Yeah, I, I hope it's Greedy versus DK Metcalf. Me too, but either way, he'll see. He'll the see. The other him, corner, so. Christian Fulton, is interesting too. Uh, but no, I think this is this is the premier prospect v prospect matchup on the board this week. Right? Yeah, and Rashard Lawrence versus Greg Little should be interesting. Yeah, that's cool too. Um, Devin White maybe covering a little bit of Dawson Knox. There's a lot of that to watch for, but yeah, Greedy versus DK is the the reason you turn this game on. Um, and I'm taking LSU. Okay. Finally, number 19, Oregon, at number 24, Cal. I didn't know Cal was ranked. I didn't either, and I went to check, and do you remember the Ross Bowers, the starting quarterback last year? Yeah. He's not the starter anymore. He's the backup now. No. Oh. And okay. do you know their little white running back, Patrick Laird? Yeah, big fan. Of Pretty decent. He's, He's averaging two point nine per carry. I t- oh, that's that's not <laughs> fun. You know you, why is Cal ranked? You know Vic Wharton, the slot receiver. I like that they, they have. He's he has back? six catches on the year. I believe it was. Wow, how are they? I, how are they ranked? I couldn't tell you. I assume their defense okay. must be okay. I need to go look at their uh, um, schedule. Talk talk me through. Uh, uh, okay, so we saw, we saw what um, Justin Herbert did against Stanford. This is uh, not nearly the same atmosphere, but seeing him on the road against what's technically... It's close geographically, at least. What's technically a top 25 team. Um, but I think it's important he strings an- another big game together here against Cal. I agree. And they, they need agree. to win this game, too. Uh, what's there to look for? Um, oh! Dylan Mitchell, your guy, going up against Cal's corner, Cameron Bynum. Bynum's one of the more... Interesting underclassman corners in the country. So he's a, he's a guy to to check out. So that's gonna be I. Okay, so Cal beat North Carolina at home by seven week one. Then Cal went to BYU and won by three. So I guess because people think BYU is good, they're getting that's right. Yeah, up. I looked at the schedule and I saw that and I was like, that must be why. And then they beat Idaho State forty five twenty three. Oregon is gonna ruin Cal. Yeah, they should. Or, this is my lock of the week. I don't do lock of the week. Lock of the show, week. Me too. How's Oregon only a three-pound favorite? I know they're on the road, but what? It's Berkeley. Like, there's no atmosphere, really. Like, they oh. sit on a mountain or wow. something. Stupid. What if Jared Goff shows up? I don't, I don't like Jared Goff. <laughs> what if Aaron Rodgers shows up? <laughs> I feel like Aaron Rodgers doesn't even claim Cal as his, as his alma mater. Yeah, I think he says his high school on Sunday Night Football. But anyways, 
Or no, he says Bew, doesn't he? Does he? On the Doosan F level? I, I, re- sure I respect the hell of him. Like, not that I didn't, Anyways. But... Oregon trounces Cal. Uh, Herbert puts on a show. How, like, Oregon's going to have to Dude, let's, let's even go. looking at the other side of the ball, especially with how statistically Cal's offense has played this year, like, Jalen Jelks, uh, Troy Dye, like, those guys are going to wreck Cal. This is nice for Oregon that Cal's ranked, so this one's going to look even more impressive. Yeah, Oregon also went up by losing to Stanford in overtime. That's interesting. Anyways, uh, lock of the week. Yeah, mine too. All right, that's all we got. Um, thanks for listening to Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow welcome, AJ buddy. on Twitter at AJMarchese13, me at RobPaul54, Armchair at AC All Americans. <laughs> oh, wait, Rob, wait, wait. Rob Paul NFL. Rob Paul. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Follow Armchair at AC All Americans and at Armchair NFL. Um, go on armchairallamericans.com. You can read my NFL draft articles and my NFL rookie power rankings. Um, I might throw in a mock draft this week because I got to, uh, you know. You itching? Uh, you know. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm like, if you're addicted to heroin, you get that itch. I'm addicted to mocks. <laughs> Same. Wait, that, that sounds like a t-shirt. I'm addicted to mocks. Addicted to mocks. Should we start selling these? I'm, we'll talk about this after the show. Big marketing plan. Uh, yeah, so uh, check you later, fam. Bye, fam. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.